Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of June 17, 2013. This is episode 197. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today in studio are... Jackie Ritaco, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. How you guys doing? Good. Let's Pretty get to swell. it. Okay, oh, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> we got a lot to cover. Let's go. Uh, just as a reminder, we're, we're counting down to the, I don't think it is the Bicentennial podcast, but we're going to keep saying that. In the last podcast, we said that was an, an appropriate use of Bicentennial. No, Probably Bicentennial not. is every 200, 200 years. years yeah. But that's all right. We're still like, going to call it the Bicentennial. It feels like it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if, you're, if, you, if you listened last time, you heard this. If you didn't, listen up, because uh, we got prizes to give away. Each week we do this as we count down. So this is episode 197. So from 197, 198, 199, uh, we are going to be reminiscing, and we invite you to join in with your uh, answers to the questions that we're going to talk about or your, your um, choices. So, for example, the first uh, last episode we did this, we talked about the three things that have changed the most in our lives since 2006. So we'd love to hear from you, podcast listener, what are the three things that have changed the most? That can be professional or personal. You know, we, or went, we went the personal recreational. and professional. Yeah. Or re- recreational. <laughs> this time we're, we're talking about our five favorite podcast show titles. Yay! And if, <clears throat> if you're unfamiliar with what those are, you can find most of them on iTunes. Uh, but you can still submit... Uh, what your favorite show titles are. And then for next week, we're going to be sharing three things that we think have changed the most in healthcare marketing since 2006, and you can submit those as well. Every time you submit, now you can only submit for each category once, but you can sub- submit for all the categories if you like. Your name gets thrown in a hat, and we're going to draw, or uh, not a hat. What is it, Katie? The arrogant cauldron. <laughs> the arrogant cauldron. We'll take a picture and or post that. it online. I like, how about the ur- arrogant urn? The arrogant oh, urn. There you go. Uh, the winner is going to win an iPad mini. We're also giving away a Fitbit and an Apple TV. And as I like to say, fourth prize, go, uh, you get a free subscription to the Weekly Probe. Very Ooh. valuable. So make sure you submit your entries. Uh, you can email them to us at katie at thinkinterval.com. You can post them as comments. Uh, or new messages on LinkedIn. You could tweet something to Just Katie. get it to us somehow. Just, you know, yeah. you can, you can, you can send you us can a mail note in the mail. Yeah. You can send it in smoke signals. Well. Okay. So with that set up. Just don't um, call. What's that? Just don't call us. <laughs> One thing to remind people of, the Joe Public Retreat is this week. Probably too late for you to join us now. <clears throat> wah, wah. Yeah, um, you're late. But by the time this posts, probably we're going to be knee deep in retreat with an awesome group of marketers who are joining us. So uh, can't wait for that. It'll be phenomenal. I don't know what that motion was that Jackie oh, just, just made. I just knocked my glasses on my mic spit preventer. <laughs> <laughs> the new Ronco 5000 mic spit preventer. All right. So let's quickly share our top five. Let's go around to just number five and then we'll do number four and then number three. So Jackie, you start us off your fifth best podcast show title. Is number 124, my pocket temperature. Nice. Because that's gross. <laughs> Adam. Uh, I put fracking planking for my fifth. What was the number? Did you write the number down? Oh, crap. 
Okay. You can come back. You, we'll find it later. Okay. My number five was 171, Hey Mappy. And that's only because oh, that's when, I was, when I was in high school, we used to say that all the time because it was from Bugs Bunny. Hey Mappy. So it brought back wistful tears of remembrance for me. <laughs> did you start crying as you were doing this? I did. Okay. Number four, Jackie. Um, number 75, creams, ointments, and salves. <laughs> <laughs> Adam. Again, gross. Uh, my number four was Jackie's number five, my pocket temperature. Oh. <laughs> my number four was number 75, creams, ointments, and salves. Wow. <laughs> nice. Do I win an iPad? Uh, no. <laughs> number three, Jackie. Um, is number 98, for me to group on. <laughs> uh, my number three was Victoria's, number 173, Victoria's Secret Stampede. What was it? Victoria's Secret Stampede. Oh, Stampede. Because you want that to happen to you? Yes, is that that's why? that's a okay. dream of mine. <laughs> my number three, and it makes me laugh every time I see it, elbowskin.biz. That's, that's a good one. Oh, I didn't one. remember seeing that one. Uh, that's good. All right, number two. Two is number one forty eight. Totes the situ. <laughs> I hold that. that I, I hold that close to my heart. Yes, you have. You have to understand that Jackie likes to abbreviate almost every word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as as such, we have started doing that ourselves around here. Uh, what are we're on number two? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my number two was the dirty secret that we have of the change show title that many people would not know unless they listened at that time. But we had an episode that was original. Number one twenty eight was originally pre used panties. <laughs> It is now just pre-used, but we had some very interesting uh, SEO around uh, pre-used panties. It was in our, it was up in our top search results. It was the number one podcast, <laughs> but which we, is a legitimate thing. There are yes, unless it's complete myth. There are um, what am I trying to say? Pre-used panties. Vending machines in Japan that sell pre-used panties. Is that what we were talking really? about yeah. when we? Yeah, somehow, we got somehow. I don't know. All right, but we did talk about it. My number two was for me to group on number 98, which makes me laugh too. All right. And the number one podcast show title, Jackie. Well, it's exactly what Adam just said, but it's a number one. It's pre-used, pre-used panties. panties. Okay. Now, Adam, don't you go. Because yours is a surprise. My number one is also pre-used panties. Okay. So what did you have as number one, Adam? I put elbow skin top bits. What was uh, the basis for that again? I, I, we just, I think we you, talked about elbow skin. And, I, we, and you were giving an example of a URL for something. And that's, that's, what, right. that's what came out of your mouth. <laughs> we are weird. Elbow skin. Is it available? Biz. That's the question. Okay. Sure I think it was. So hopefully you guys will send in your own favorites so you can be entered into the arrogant urn to win a valuable prize. <laughs> and pre-used panties better be in there. <sighs> Not in the, the, urn. the suggestion, not the actual. <laughs> Your name will be mixed actually. with the pre-used panties in the arrogant urn. That's a new prize we're throwing in. Pre-used panties or the urn. Pre-used okay. panties. Well, from that to a very, very mind-bending, deep top wow. talker. This is from a article that I saw on the Atlantic, which is one of my favorite sources for content, uh, and it's called Skinner Marketing. We're the rats, and Facebook likes are the reward. <clears throat> and the subtitle says, our internet handlers are using operant conditioning to modify our behavior. Okay, so let me give you a little background here. In the article, quote, in the 1930s, B.F. Skinner, who we all know as a what? Um, what would you title him? Do you remember from school? He was the lead singer or? for yeah. the Southern Rock group, right? No. Oh. <laughs> 
he's, yeah, I think he's would be tiled a behavioral psychologist. Yes. I think that's officially it. But yes, Jackie. B.F. Skinner <laughs> developed the concept of operant conditioning. He put pigeons and rats in Skinner boxes to study how he could modify their behavior using rewards and punishments. His pigeons pecked <clears> at <throat> buttons in search of food. We peck at keys in search of virtual rewards. Good news arriving in an email, a retweet, a thumbs up on a blog post, or leveling up in World of Warcraft. Hello, Adam. The effectiveness <laughs> of these behavioral modification techniques are in plain sight. Families ignoring one another while checking the email and Facebook at dinner. Drivers texting in heavy traffic. And 14-year-old girls sending hundreds of text messages a day. And then a little earlier, but a nice recap. We're entering the age of Skinnerian, Skinnerian <laughs> marketing. Future applications making big use of making use of big data, location maps, tracking of a browser's interest, interests, and data streams coming from mobile and wearable devices promise to usher in an era of unprecedented power in the hands of marketers who are no longer merely, merely appealing to our innate desires but programming our behaviors, which is a very interesting topic given all of the news items of this week about yeah, the, NSA the U.S. And, government and the NSA yep. and Project Prism and Tracking all of our phone calls, which, man, I could spend the rest of this podcast on. <laughs> yeah, that Should would I be know a... about this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might want to read up on yeah. that. All right, I'll yeah. get but we'll stick to this. We'll stick to this. Though I, it's so close. It's so Orwellian. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think about this? So th- th- it's a very long article. We won't go into all of it. But, again, the point is that especially with the advent of big data – combined with technology and mobile, mm-hmm. that marketers are going to have the power to basically program us to do things they want, mm-hmm. much as Skinner programmed the pigeon to push on the button. Yeah, well, yeah. it makes total sense. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, here's, here's, I, I have, I have two, two things that are related to this that are, and honestly, there are more concerns to me other than the pro, our programming, um, and I'll get into those maybe in a second, but I don't know. I mean, I think... Is this something that is outside of our control? So even if, even if this is something that I'm aware of is happening, can I influence it or is it just going to happen? Can I, what do you can think? I answer yes. the question? What, what do you think about that? Um, I was going to share a very deep, dark secret as part of this because I think I am a victim of operant. What is it? Operant conditioning? Operant conditioning. Yep. There's, there was an article. There's been a number of articles, but there was one in the New York Times Magazine cover story about how this former food executive basically says he feels sorry for consumers because big food has figured out how to basically make us physically, chemically crave the food they produce. Sure. And I know about it. I know that eating Doritos is horrible for me and I freaking have orange fingers every other day. (laughs) I'm telling you. Those are Cheetos. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so my answer to that is I'm – fully aware that a that this is not good for me b that i'm operantly conditioned however to want mm-hmm. it c even know that they're doing it to me still got that bag of but videos. is that operant conditioning if that's because that's more i mean if there's literally something it's a bigger it's a bigger right because yeah, yes. that's more of like an actual addiction like <laughs> right because right? Yeah. you're kind of addicted to the substances that are i in think the food. operant conditioning is you get addicted to the triggers that give you what you want okay yeah, so it and doesn't have always bad Right, so it doesn't have to yeah. just be like a like a mental stimulation. It could be physical marketing. It could be the cheese <clears throat> that I can't stop. Right, so almost like a like a drug or like a like it's like a, 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 chemical, a chemical addiction. It versus is. And a, so yeah. it's, it's, a, it's little a little different. different. I think yeah. it's fair to say it's yeah. a little different. But to me, it's born of the same 
And and this article talks about Mm -hmm. their ability to maybe figure out through my online activity that maybe I'm trying to stop eating Doritos. That you're dieting. That I'm dieting. And and then actually send me Dorito ads because they know I'm in that state. For samples of Doritos show up in here. That's what it talks about. (laughs) Yeah, they they use the example of being able to figure out who's dieting and then sending them like a $2 off a Whopper coupon. Which is just which is operant conditioning, yeah. yeah. Because they're using technology to go. Wow! I looked at my map. Here's yep. a two dollar off coupon. That's amazing. That's yeah. a deal I can't I pass know. up. I'm I'm I'm, I'm starved. <laughs> it's like I don't think I don't think it's something that we're gonna ever get away from. I think it's really. I mean, in terms, of, people just have to be aware of it. I think and and. The, the article. I'll have to find the New York Times magazine article because we could post it here. The point of that was. It doesn't matter whether you're aware of it. That's like being aware that you're a meth addict. It doesn't help right, you stop. Right. I mean, they always say, like, knowing you have a problem is half the battle. It's half the battle. It's not the full battle. Well, I guess it depends. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, that's the chemical addiction thing. I, I, it's, I struggle a little bit with the direct comparison, okay. though I, I agree. I agree. How about this? How about this? Don't, we've talked for years. Before the <laughs> iPhone. Blackberry, yes. Crackberry, mm-hmm. people literally having their Blackberry set mm-hmm. so that buzz every time they got an email. You knew yeah. all those people, oh, right? Yeah. They would pull yeah. out every time, right? And those people, I think most of them are aware that that's a problem, or a lot of them, maybe not all, most of yeah. them. doesn't stop it. Right. Well, they use the example, and I think this is a little different than these, what do they call them, internet controllers or whatever, um, the example of gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that's totally, I mean, you know that that's bad. <clears throat> Right, right. Doing it, but it's whether still, you know they're doing something to make you do it against your against you your will is a, is a strong statement. But that's yeah. the question, right? Is it really mm-hmm. against your will? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. know. I think that's your point, Adam. Is this? You know, I think we could argue whether if you're aware of it, that helps or not. Um, yeah. But it's, certainly, it's under your control. It's under your control. Yeah. I mean, you. If they send you like you're trying to quit eating Doritos, and they send you in the mail a box of little Dorito packs or something. It's within your control to eat that. You can say, I'm trying not to eat these here, kids, you eat these. So an alcoholic <laughs> trying to Give stop to drinking, gets sent a free airplane bottles. It's, some would argue not under their control that they can not yeah, drink. But those. You, I don't think you can just willy nilly send alcohol. So <laughs> well, but no, I'm <laughs> know, not know, saying literally. You get my point, right? Right. Like, but I'm also talking. I'm trying to stay within the bounds of law too for comparison. Because I mean, it's not illegal to just send somebody Doritos. I mean, that's perfectly within well, yeah. the law, right? Or put so, it on I mean, an end cap. Or put it on an end cap. Right. Right. On so, sale. I mean, <laughs> that's why I think I, I don't know that we would ever get. To, I mean, what would have to happen for like that to become? not acceptable or not illegal well, or what, when, where, where do we, cause you have to draw the line somewhere before it gets to that point in terms of right. making the connection or allowing people to understand so much. And I don't, I don't ever see us backtracking on our understanding of human behavior and, and, and yeah. these triggers. And, and I don't know that we should back. I mean, I think the companies cross the line with how they use this data mm-hmm. um, that, we probably need to figure out how to manage moving forward. But I think that that's going to be, I think it has to be also, there has to be a component of personal responsibility in addition to some type of oversight probably. But I think, I think it's, this is going to sound really offensive to you, Adam. I don't mean it this way. When I say naive, (laughs) I think it's naive to assume that an individual has the power to overcome Cargill 
or yeah. Google or yeah. gigantic, and not to pick on those companies, gigantor companies with masses of data, masses of technology, I agree. billions Marketing. of dollars. Good luck, individual. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But I, I but it's yeah. I don't know where you where we start to draw the line with You're, oh totally that's the thing that's right. so that's that's where I'm kind of torn but you know I was gonna say the the concerns that I have that are related to this are less probably about the operant conditioning and more about and maybe this falls into the camp of operant conditioning um, how companies can start to shape the experience of like let's say somebody who makes um $150,000 a year is going to be exposed to things online and opportunities and products that they might like that would be vastly different than somebody who makes like $20,000 a year. So all of a sudden there's this, this disparity in what companies even choose to make available to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty soon the people who, you, I, I mean, I think people who are, I mean, this is the wrong way to, to, to make the example of using the rich and the poor, but you know, if you're never shown better things how i mean how pretty soon you're like you don't even know what's out there what the possibilities are or if you're only shown beautiful luxurious things that that that, that's perfect for you that they know you're going to buy you never see the 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 reality of life for 90 percent of the of the human population because you because you just are never exposed to that Mm -hmm. um so there's this danger there's i think there's a there's dangers on the social level in terms of you know, getting too stuck in our, in our worlds to, to either aspire yeah. for more or to understand the reality that most, you know, that most people totally. live in. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I had one other, Oh, innovation. When I responded, when you sent out this mm-hmm. article, I, I, my, another concern was when, when all of our decisions on how to like reach people or the things that we market, the things that we make are based on big data and based on like historical trends and habits and this is what works so let's stick to what works and sell because we know we're going to make money on that where's the incentive to innovate and to make new things you know to take the risks on the unknown um you know the things like the ipod and the iphone didn't necessarily i mean there there certainly were trends people that they could identify to say these things could be successful but they were there was risk taken there that could have flopped um, and they, they, and products over a time, I mean, there are countless products, the best, some of the best things ever made could made have may have flopped, but people took a risk and tried it mm-hmm. and people realized they loved it. And that wasn't da- based on, 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 on data. A lot of times it was based on people having a great idea and thinking other people might right. really like this. Right. Um, and I think that if, if we move too far down this road on, on everything, innovation, I don't, I don't know what happens to innovation. You know, I don't know. It's it's scary to think about. I don't think it goes away only because it's a it's a way to get ahead. It you know the people that have the guts and the foresight to yeah. innovate are 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 still going to see that. As, in fact, they may even be at more of an advantage because if everybody right. really is just like blindly following big data historical stuff, yeah, um, those people are going to be less inclined to innovate, which gives more opportunity to the innovators. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well see. it's it's interesting to think about in our world with with healthcare, right? I mean, we're talking about all the evil ways that that I forgot the name of it already. That's a good point. Operant conditioning yep. can work. I mean, we would like to use operant conditioning for good, right? To help people build awareness, you know, healthy and, lifestyles, yeah. and and avoid dangers and prevent yeah. diseases and that type of thing, right? Um, but again, when you think about who's lined up to get consumers to do that versus who's lined up to get them to do the things that are on the other side of that. Right. It's not really a yeah. fair battle. Yeah. That's so true. 
So I don't know. It's it's a really interesting article. Uh, I don't know how it relates to what we do other than what I just said. <laughs> um, but it's worth thinking about. Well, I think it does, especially as we continue to get into the world of, um, you know, healthcare is just scratching the surface when it comes to like digital advertising and, and retargeting and that kind of thing. So we're already kind of treading on that. How do we, how do we follow people and, and kind of, you know, leverage their behavior to our mm-hmm. benefit? Um, and as, as the companies like Google that we use to, to do those things get more sophisticated and more savvy with their practices, you know, they're going to, it's going to be more tempting for us as marketers and healthcare, or any industry to, to, to leverage that big data to our, to our advantage. So, you know, and especially in this industry, we have to be mindful of crossing the line with this stuff mm-hmm. being yeah. gross. You know, I, I think we've had the good fortune really of working with clients who started there really like having, having, you know, only, you know, some not even dip their toes into digital starting there saying, this is creepy. This is gross. How do we do it in the right way to make sure we're not being, you know, that we're not overstepping our, our bounds and right. Cause you know, we're not selling widgets. We're saving lives. So. All right. Definitely read it. We'll post it. All right. We're going to wind up here. We won't give a lot of time to this. Um, but we came across, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this already, but a children's cancer center in Sao Paulo, right? Not even in this country. Is that right? Oh, was it? Yeah. Brazil? The AC okay. Camargo Cancer Center in Sao Paulo. Right, Katie? Yep. Okay. So they've rebranded chemotherapy as super formula. Well, it's a children's cancer center, so I <laughs> thought that was inferred. <laughs> so the, the bags are, are um, packaged as like superheroes. Like there's one that's Batman, one that's Superman, Green Lantern. Um, I guess that'd be Wonder Woman in the picture. And so, you know, I think it's really clever. It's a great way to create a, a more positive patient experience. I wonder if there's other examples of this that we're just unaware of. Because it seems so obvious. If you're creating a really strong experience in a children's hospital, I would assume this kind of stuff would happen already. And I love that this is tied to real brands. So, so I mean, like they get the Batman. I'm guessing these containers we're looking at are like the little pill containers or medicine They're containers for these kids. Covers for intravenous bags. Right. Oh, that's what those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't okay. Um, but yeah, I mean to have to have real brands on there versus like some made up things. So you've got like the Batman symbol, the Superman symbol, Green Lantern, the examples yep. you gave out. They um, worked with Warner Brothers to get that license. Yeah, out. so that's that's amazing. That's really cool because um, I mean it could that just makes it all the more powerful. Even are, even more. Did you read this whole thing? They created yeah. a series of comic books using yeah. these yeah, characters. There's a, there's a picture of them. Down that's there. phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, that is really clever. So kudos to J. Walter Thompson, who's the agency that helped with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fantastic. I do have to laugh, though, at the bottom. You know, they have a lot of, a lot of um, content pages have, you know, like elsewhere on the Internet or more buzz or whatever. So you might be seeing the same. Je- so at the bottom under more buzz, so related stories, the, the, it's a picture of Mr. Hankey. <laughs> rectal Campaign for Mr. Hankey be the official mascot of rectal cancer. Did we discuss this in a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, Optimal, yeah. Han- Optimal Hanky. Not Some a year. It's probably a couple years. Yeah. You know, I, oh, my God, that's awesome. And I, I feel like the last few podcasts I've mentioned the situation oh. my wife and I are going through, but, I mean, it, it's kind of fitting again here because our, our seven-month-old in a couple of weeks is about to go through 12 days of chemotherapy, and I've never 
you know, I, I knew what chemotherapy was for. I primarily associated it with cancer patients in the past. Um, it's more than that. Um, I'm sorry, little, little guy doesn't have cancer. He's got something else, but they need to harness the side effects of chemo. I'm trying to think of as a parent, like, certainly, I, I still think this is cool, but I wonder, and I don't think it takes away from, like, the understanding or the education. It probably helps. I mean, I, if anything, it's going to help a kid I would maybe want so. to learn more about yeah. what the super formula is and maybe help them understand mm-hmm. what's going on. So, so I'm certainly not trying to seek the bad part of it. I'm right. trying to think as a parent, how right. do I then talk about the super I th- formula? I mean, but my kid's seven months old. I'm not going to talk about it until right. he's older. So, Well, I think it would not work for adults. I think adults right. would see that as kind of like, come on, we're talking about cancer. Right. This is right. chemotherapy. We're trying to pull. But for kids who don't even understand chemotherapy, right? you know. I know. Although I guess, I mean... There are really no, aside from saving your life, the process of chemotherapy, there's not a lot of upsides to what you're going to go through no. through it. So I wonder if there's any risk of, you know, kids got Batman super formula pumping into him and his mouth is full of sores and he doesn't want to eat. And he's like, this is what my super formula is doing to me. I don't know. So I don't know if there's any risk of like negative connotations coming out of the whole thing. Maybe. Maybe. Well, eventually, yeah. Eventually they're going to associate this sucks with going in there and receiving this. Right. That's yeah. inevitable. I would think. So I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I hate to take it there, but I wonder if there's ever going to be any negative connections with the kids going through it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. All but. right. Well, on that note, we need to wrap up. We have yep. to fly. Time for us to fly. Time for me to fly. So, for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Ritacco. And Adam Meyer. What's so funny, Jackie? I'm looking at Hanky out <laughs> oh. of my webpage. <laughs> Hi-ho! Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. The countdown's on! Don't forget to stick up. It's on.